0: the official podcast for 1-900-hotdog.com, the final comedy website. We do daily articles about broken artifacts that fell into our world from a wrong dimension, and you can support our important work on Patreon. It is the only ethical way left to support our all-star cast of writers. I'm Enduring Classic Sean, baby, from the internet, and my partner is both halves of Bulge Digest's Christmas hunk for the month of March, Robert Brockway! Hell
1: yeah. We're back to hunk intros. I love the hunk intros. Those are those are my favorite. I, uh, I frame every single one and put them on the office on of my wall in case I ever doubt myself, which has not happened yet. Uh, I'm Robert Brockway. He's a Brockway fact. I have been shot at by and owe oh my life to a little person sex worker. Uh, no follow up questions.
0: No, I know her. Uh, you know our guest from his Saturday walks to Zipperhead. He's the lead singer of the Dead Milkman, Rodney Anonymous. Welcome to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for coming. Uh, I want to say right off the top, I had Beelzebubba on cassette as a kid, heavy rotation, and uh, Life is Shit is still in the top 25 default songs I sing when I'm just uh, disassociating in the shower or doing dishes. And um, I don't know if you'll take this as a compliment, but my Rodney Linderman voice is the same as my Bob Dylan voice. And I am a Um renowned impressionist. I would like to make you aware of our no refunds policy. <laughs>
2: I think it's in small print on the back of every album. And yeah, you're not you're not getting your money back.
0: Why would I want it? Uh, I Like I said, I listened to that album so much. Loved it. And I'm a big fan. We had a nice little mini chat. That pro- folks probably won't
2: get to hear. We were discussing uh, the classic romantic comedy, also a bit of a musical, Green Room. Right. So, and yeah, Mr. Brockway was saying that he had he, he had
1: experienced it firsthand oh yeah I mean growing up in in Redmond Oregon and just anywhere outside of outside of Portland especially in like late 90s early 2000s you would go to uh, that's where the punk shows were you would go to somebody's strange lodge for like a society you've never heard of and then it was just like hey are we making it out of the, it out of this one uh, alive and odds are no but somehow <laughs> you usually did and and frequently Nazis would would show up because uh the Pacific the Pacific Northwest is not uh, as quirky a place as they would love for you to believe. Yeah, I don't know
2: if I would be into punk if I had to go to something like that, because we went to punk shows that were uh, in the back of restaurants. And these were, I'm using restaurant in as broad as possible terms. Uh, There was a (laughs) menu and you could get food, but would you want to eat it? Probably not. So like Abe Steaks was a place where we would go to shows. But I'm thinking if I had to go, to a cabin in the woods. No, I'd probably
1: probably chose another genre to plant my feet in. One time we, I went to, uh, somebody kept telling me about this show at the slaughterhouse. And I was like, okay, cool. And we're going to go to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> and they kept telling the slaughterhouse. And, and finally we drove out there and it was like 45 minutes from anywhere. And then it turns out the slaughterhouse had an had no name. It was, it was actually a slaughterhouse. <laughs> and we were just, we were there to watch somebody's band in like a, a functioning slaughterhouse. And, uh, were they? Yeah, that was like a good time. A no nonsense. Mm-hmm. No, it's was just was like, it, like a like a punk rock slash. It was like rock Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yacht rock. <laughs> we were <laughs> you have, yeah, you have the song you can't make a
2: silk purse from a sal's ear or something? I, I know too much about Linda Ronstadt. My head just holds facts.
0: <laughs> um We um, uh, yes.
2: once, once played a pig farm with No effects out in like Amarillo, Texas, or something. An actual pig farm. <laughs> That's a, again, that's like you. Name. We thought it was a venue name. Oh, the pig yeah, farm. Let's it's it. a great name, right? It's a great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. surprise! Nobody's <laughs> snatching these up right now.
1: Well, then you show up and you go, oh, okay, oh. yeah, yeah. This one's on me, guys. I uh, had every single warning. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the slaughterhouse. sailing take me away. No, it was was just some sort of rock band.
0: I did a personal appearance at a a bar called Nude Mitch's House, and that also turned out not to be a venue. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Creepy white band. (laughs) Oh, it's not actually a venue. Um... Right. (laughs) Uh, Rodney, I'm glad you're here, because today is a music episode. Uh, We're going to see if you, with your decades of music experience, and Brockway, with his natural scheming ability, can outgrift a heavy metal liar. So I'm going to tell you two the story of Threaten, a notorious and fake metal band started by uh, a guy named Jared Eames. He was uh, from Missouri, the heartland's home of hardcore metal. And you're going to see if you can, on the fly, come up with a better plan for success than this maniac who dedicated his life to it. Uh, So... Uh, these are the doings of a terrible liar, I should say. at The top and sock puppet owner. So some of the details might get hazy. I tried to build as accurate a timeline as I could with reporting from Rolling Stone, anomaly documentaries, and Metal Sucks. So uh, here we go. Uh, we're going to start with step one: the backstory. You're some country kid from Missouri. How do you create a metal backstory? What do you gentlemen think?
1: Uh, Mr. Brockway, you want to go first? Because I've got I've gotten a, a, a mini plan. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm some dipshit from backwoods, Missouri. I'm trying to represent myself as hardcore. Uh definitely not gonna tell everybody about my rich father who owns the county. Uh, right. I think I'm gonna gonna wear kind of like a sleazy overalls meet hip hop thing, and I'm gonna call myself Kid Rock.
0: Ooh. That is a really good plan. It's, it's, uh, it's
1: guaranteed success. We've seen that. Running, do you have any more add? Yeah, okay.
2: I'm going a more material route. My plan is to get cables, like you know the uh, you know the cables from a suspension bridge. Okay, I am going to string them up on the St. Louis Arch with some, with some sort of stomp box. I mean, it's going to have to be a stomp box the size of a like a track tone. And then that's what I will use to draw everybody's attention. I will find some way to play that and then everybody will you know, respect my metal. I don't know how I might have to play. Like I might have to play, like, hire a helicopter, brush up against it. It's not going to be safe. It's not going to end well, particularly for the arch. But that is that is my um, you know, way to enter the metal world in the Missouri
1: state of Missouri. Can we just stop the podcast and do that? Like, that's a yeah, better that's, idea. than We this. probably could if it hasn't
0: been done already. I'll meet you guys at the Arch, uh, be, what, nine hours? I'll see you in nine take hours. Take to the bridge. <laughs> it's going to take me a little longer to get there from Philly. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, actually, he just uh, made up a story about how he uh, taught himself how to play guitar, bass, drums, and piano at the age of 10. And wow. he performed in bars and clubs across the Midwest. So this would make him... A uh, teenager with no connections doing a multi-state tour of buildings. He could not go inside. Um, so that's his I story. I love that, uh, the, the innocence of that in that <laughs> era.
1: It used, like the con used yep. to be like, I, of course, am a child genius. And it took me, you know, <laughs> years, all of my childhood sacrifice to, to master my craft. Isn't that a- also Prince's backstory, though? Because yeah, now I'm starting to get Prince. Like now I'm getting kind of sad over here. Like maybe Prince made everything up. Was, was this Prince's, like, metal band? Was
0: this his Yes, this is all, his Chris Gaines all moment? That's the, you already solved the, solved the it's trick. It's Prince uh, Diamond.
2: King Diamond's yes. young son, Prince Diamond. <laughs> heir to the metal dynasty.
0: Uh, he was also born on 9-11, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a lie. I think that's just a dark coincidence. And he uh, he formed a band with his older brother, Scott, and they called themselves Satith, and they were devilish shit. Their first album Satith? was called Deca- Satith. Uh, S-A-E-T-I-T-H uh, Their first b- album was called Decaying Heads of the Holy And uh, his brother was lead guitarist And vocalist And Jared did keyboard and bass So Jared, however he, t- he learned how to play these instruments He does know how to play The uh, most metal instrument,
1: the keyboard
0: The, the keyboard I, I honestly hey, can't hey, tell hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you You take one of those And you strap it up onto the St. Louis Arch And it's metal oh, It's the most metal hey, keyboard yes. Yeah, John Tesh will blow you away.
0: <laughs> oh, we got to get Tesh for our band. Yeah, uh, I I can't tell if their death metal is good. Uh, it's so deep into the genre that it kind of sounds like sarcastic noise to me. But I think um, I could be wrong. But if uh, you were talking about Prince, I think if Purple Rain was a movie about death metal, these guys would be more stay in the time. Like they're not good, but if you had to pretend they're good for like the plot to make sense, you'd be like, okay, I can pretend these guys are better than Prince for like act one of this film. Is that my sense? All right. Do they
2: have a gimmick? Because I always think of Watain, the metal band that has you know the roadkill. Oh. When they're driving along, they stop and they pick up the roadkill and they wear the roadkill and they, wow.
0: they decorate the stage with it. Does this band have a gimmick? At nothing close to that. I would say this is as hardcore generic as you can get. Like oh. They're kind of red and black. They all have the Dungeons and Dragons hair. They all have... Oh. like it, it looks like a Pictionary drawing of death metal.
1: Even if you're a poser and your gimmick is I'm going to pick up whatever roadkill I find and wear it as clothing, I think you're legit. I think that makes yeah, you legit, yeah, right
0: legit.
2: I don't even think that's a gimmick, really. I should have said lifestyle. Do they have a lifestyle? Yeah, that's a
0: commitment. <laughs> yes, it's called pubic <laughs> to the, mites. To the and plague. Can, is, to get reviving it the Black Plague. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the best explanation I can do. Uh, it's probably mediocre to below average death metal. I wouldn't know. And it's impossible to see if anyone agrees because if you Google them, all you get is 40 result pages of this stupid scandal. So uh, no music this guy ever makes or will make will be more interesting than the stupid shit he did to trick people into listening to it. So now we're at step two, establishing your talent. How do you get people to think you are the most important member of this satanic band? Play keyboard.
2: (laughs) No, I would say this, okay? I would say... Uh, either if you don't have a girlfriend, pay someone to pretend they're your girlfriend, uh, to just get uh, like an old Instamatic camera or something, stand on a chair in like front of the stage and then take your picture and shout your name. Because I, I used to see this <laughs> happen for years. Pretend going, to have a girlfriend is the point. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, It might be a sister. I don't, you know, I'm not asking. Yeah. But yeah, we used to, used to, particularly with bands with names like Trickster and stuff like that, you'd see right. that a
0: lot. So that is my my winning strategy. Excellent plan. I think yours is better. Uh, What Jared did is he went onto their Facebook page and he just changed it so he was lead guitar and lead vocals. Why not? (laughs) He's the official band dunker from the free throw line. Fuck it. Uh, (laughs) So it was the opposite of my plan.
2: (laughs) And and then saying trying to play for like the Sixers or something. It's not the same. There's no reality.
0: There's no reality. Uh, It's like here's where you kind of get the idea he's an idiot because you can't you can't fake this unless your band is so obscure. No one has ever seen them. Like this life falls apart. The moment someone who can identify faces comes and watches one of your shows, they're like, Oh, I thought you said you were the lead singer, but that person singing lead is a different person than you. Well,
2: that kind of happened. And I hate to to go off on this, but um, there was a band that was touring the country pretending to be the animals at one point. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, um, they, they had no keyboard player. And they would say, "Well, our keyboard player got busted in Texas and stuff." But then they, people would point out that the the their lead singer was about five six, I think. And I think the lead singer for the Animals, uh, which wouldn't have been Eric Burden, it would have been somebody else or, or somebody in the band was was like six feet tall. So they were asking if the person had shrunk. <laughs> so yeah, if but back in the day before people knew what bands looked like, you could get away with this.
0: Yeah, but, I imagine you could. But on a Facebook page, it feels. Uh, hard because the other members might say, hey, why did you change the Facebook page? And that is uh, what happened. And uh, his brother got pissed off and the band broke up. So um, like many of our uncles and grandparents, he chose fake information on Facebook over (laughs) a relationship with his family. Now we're (laughs) at step three, establishing credentials. How do you build a metal resume alone and without a band?
2: Okay, this is uh, alone and without a band. You're going to need some sort of denim jacket. You're going to need a denim <laughs> yeah, yeah. jacket with all, like, the best patches. You need, like, a goat whore yep. patch. Like, yeah, you need you need to fly fly those colors and don't wash that damn jacket. All you have to do then is then show up and people say, well, th- this guy knows his shit.
0: That's smart. That would work on me. I think it's just, like, basic
1: resume tricks. Like, a, a, <laughs> just having a resume in general. Yeah. So, so I think maybe... Maybe you get a friend to pretend to be the metal band in case anybody calls. Use them as a reference, sure. and uh, make sure everything is in kind of a kind of an obscure font, a little hard to look at font, so you can say so it looks like you are saying I was in Guar, but it's really like I was in Guan. So they check. No, no, it's Guan. It's a different band. I, yeah. I understand your confusion. Mm-hmm. That's funny, but you okay, can call. you can point to any
2: metal name using those fonts and just say that's us. Look, we're headlining. If no one can read it then you can say that is us at the top of the bill.
1: Yeah, I was in Metallica. Yeah. I I understand your confusion. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we're Mexican Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys are actually, uh, Rodney's idea was much better and Brockway's idea was exactly this guy's idea, only stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He just said he was in a popular band. Uh, He just, he joined the metal band Abigail Williams, uh, but in many ways, no, he didn't. Uh, He sat (laughs) with them for a few days while they were working on an album in 2010, uh, theoretically adding some thoughts on bass lines. uh, They didn't think much of it. And then eight years later, when their Google alerts went crazy from the viral story of this guy's fake band and his claims (laughs) that he was in them, they're like, wait, this is that weird guy who ate all those soy sauce packets. That's some real (laughs) shit. (laughs) That's how they remembered him. (laughs) I was going to accept that as a joke, like something a weird guy (laughs) would do. Of course, I understand. They didn't recognize him. And then someone in the band is like, no, remember he hung out with us those few days, eight years ago, and he ate all the My soy sauce God. packets.
1: Just sucked so- down soy sauce packets 24-7, <laughs> like 80, a, 80 an hour.
2: <laughs> oh, the guy who peed on the rug. Yeah, I remember him. Of yeah.
1: course, rug guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, you that was do pure do that soy sauce. Rug. Smelled, like, yeah. it smelled like soy sauce on that rug for days. Yeah.
0: So they did verify they knew him. Uh, but And it's not impossible something he wrote made it into some of their music, but he was not in the <laughs> band Abigail Williams. Uh, so here's the problem. He might be getting too big at this point, right? He ate Panda Express near a band and played every instrument in Satith, Citation Needed. So he knew his fans would see him as maybe too much larger than life. So now, step four, building a relatable personality, someone you can sympathize with. I what do you get- gentlemen think?
2: Car I'm thing. going to guess that he runs into a burning amplifier factory. Ooh, Maybe Marshall. I don't know. To save so the amplifiers. And, yeah. and save some <laughs> metal orphans. You know, because metal orphans we're always collecting money for. Uh, Work so in the mines. I, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just – it's it's rough for the metal orphans. It's like, you know, more, sir, and all they get more is, like, more volume thrown <laughs> yeah. at you. you know? I need it's more gross. volume, sir. But yeah. So my plan is endear yourself through some sort of uh, brave, act of bravery, like running into the fire in the
1: factory mm-hmm. and saving the metal
2: orphans. Excellent.
1: That's probably better than my denim cardigan with band patches <laughs> and <laughs> slippers.
0: <laughs> uh, well, what he did is he made up a story about almost dying – from an undiagnosed nothing. Uh, his uh, story, which he told the Rolling Stone, he said he I'm was with his girlfriend and he was laughing and suddenly he started coughing up blood and uh, it wasn't <laughs> like a small amount, he said. Uh, so, so while he was just blasting liquid lung into his girlfriend's sink, she told him to go to the doctor and he said, no. I have a quote from him here. He said, those people are inadequate. They won't know what they're doing. Uh, that's a quote of him telling the story, not what he actually said during the situation, which totally happened uh anyway that's a that's a batman plot might this have been gene simmons original plan gene simmons used to cough up blood
2: on stage might the plan have been i'm just going to tell everybody later i'm sick and and they'll buy me beers or or like maybe with the fire yeah i have i have some sort of indigestion that's horrible and i i breathe fire i cough blood. i won't have much longer
1: I wronged the Joker. It was a mistake. I'm paying yeah. for it now. You no, know, what was? Hold on. What, if they were inadequate, that implies somebody else is adequate. Is it like a shaman situation? What was I he gonna? Do, I who's don't better?
0: Know. Yeah. This must have been when they're in Missouri, and he's just like, I'm not going to a Missouri doctor. They won't be able to diagnose. <laughs> well, if
2: he's you just, play every instrument in the band, you probably have some sort of medical degree. You know, they're true. they're not quite as up to par as I am.
1: <laughs> get me, get me a musical doctor.
0: uh, I think
1: uh, Dre's the only one
0: The irrelevant news is he's fine It was probably just his uh, dark (laughs) satanic Carbinger body responding to the joy Of laughter Uh, So let's not worry about it The point is this known liar once almost died in a freak Liquid organ incident and then got better with no time Or treatment Uh, So he and his girlfriend who uh, seems to be real Because she was in on the scheme with him They move a couple hours outside of LA To get serious about his career So now step five Putting in the work how do you grind out a career? And the answer is not uh, a grind one out. This already feels
1: foolish, but uh, get good at an instrument? Mm, okay.
2: no. no. First no. of all, he's, he's a couple hours outside of L.A. So this, yeah. there's nobody out there. This <laughs> limits what you have to work with right there. Mm-hmm. Like you're out in the desert, and the only musician who was out there before was, I think, Manson. Um, so I, w- <laughs> I would do at this point – I would say I have moved to the desert outside of L.A. to work on my music. This is how seriously I take my music. I need solitude to work on my music. And that's why I'm at Spawn Ranch in a fringe jacket.
0: <laughs>
1: that old cliche, you know, when you have to get serious about your musical career and get away from Los Angeles. Yes. I mean, we got to get out of here. I got to get I got I got to go where the connections are, the
0: The Sultan Sea, (laughs) the desert, the high desert. Uh, Ronnie's exactly right. He, uh, went out there to get the solitude. Uh, he claims, he told Rolling Stone he wrote over 70 songs, but, uh, (laughs) that does seem like a made up note in in one year. It seems like a made up. I hate
2: myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: they're not on his YouTube channel. I'm not sure that this known liar wrote 70 songs. Uh, and again, uh, I could never be sure because searching for this guy will always and forever give you only this scandal. So uh, in the same interview, he complained that uh, Satith proved to him that grinding was bullshit. So he grinded out a career in the desert, but he also knows that grinding is bullshit because they did everything right. They gigged, they nagged record companies, they changed their Facebook information to say the bass player was every band member. They still never made it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> they
1: added countless keyboards. By, by the end, it was a 12 keyboard band.
0: <laughs>
2: like, he he, he should have gone the Wakeman route And gotten a cape If he have gotten a cape, the whole keyboard thing
1: would have worked
0: uh, He claimed uh, That he spent $10,000 on equipment But he gets really defensive about this So I, he's like, I got it through fruit living The most metal of all living Yeah <laughs> I think like many liars, he had a very supportive girlfriend So I think she just sort of supported them While he, hard air quotes Worked on his music I, I honestly think some of this Uh is still within the acceptable range of hustle or self-actualization. I think he might have like, you know, worked on he might have made 70 songs, but anyway, he's he's a liar mostly to himself at this point. He
2: hasn't yeah. crossed the line yet, but I get yeah. the feeling that line is about to be crossed.
1: Absolutely. I mean, back in the back in the <laughs> 80s, he would have been he would have had like a rock opera by now. You <laughs> could just, just lie and the do cocaine. anything. It seems like he had the The one ability you needed for success, which was no shame. There should be a rock
0: opera about him. Then that way it would come full circle. (laughs) Well, by the time we get done with this, maybe that will be in the works. Um, He changed his name from Jared Eames to Jared Threaten. only Only with an I. And right after he said this, uh, what has to be a burn by the editor of the article, the Rolling Stone interviewer, he gives this quote right after that. He says... Fuck what other people think. I'm willing to do what it takes to bring rock into the spotlight. Which is, it's just really funny how he made it sound like, dude, I changed my fucking spelling of my name. I don't care at all. Well, the Uh,
2: same thing happened to my grandfather at Ellis Island. He was Threatenowski, and they changed it. They Americanized it when he came (laughs) in.
0: He brought the spirit of rock to America. He did what it took. (laughs) and Congratulations to him. Uh, Threaten? (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> right, <no. laughs> where, where, is it an I before E
1: situation? Oh, at <laughs> or is it a, sounding if, as an A? Ithraten.
0: Uh Okay, he's paid his dues. This is step six. You've made it. Yeah. What? How? <laughs> so this is your question. You, you've got to convince people you've made it.
1: How to convince people we've made it, not how to actually make it.
0: They're one and the same for him. Yeah,
1: there, there, there seemed to be a step missing. I'm like, how? How did he make it? Um, <laughs> We're all looking I,
2: for that. What was it? Yeah, I would say, I would say, it, it, you've just got to front. You got to, you know, get a limo. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to go this route. I want to think something. I know I'm going to go. I'm going to go differently. Prison turn. Okay. I'm going to okay. say, yeah, it's got to be some. Yeah, you got to have some sort of prison turn. Oh, As a musician, good. you haven't yeah. made it until you've been locked up. So I'll go with that. The, that's
1: uh, a good idea. The ultimate symbol of success to me is a monster truck. Uh, if he just bought a monster truck with his name and face on it, uh, oh, called, it called it Thrighten and, uh, and drove it
0: to show, I would be like, that is the biggest rock star I've ever seen. Yeah, I would say that guy must really be somebody. You guys need to think much more childlike. What he did is he took blurry <laughs> footage of himself on a stage and he cut it together with crowd shots from different oh. concerts. And then oh. posted post it on his social media with captions like, "Wow, a fan took this video of me performing at the big show <laughs> oh. at an unspecified location." I this guy. so sad. Oh, I'm not
1: so, having fun anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so okay, today he has 4,000 Twitter followers, and that's after this nuclear explosion of like viral humiliation. So I can't even imagine how few he had years before anyone had heard of him. So. These were huge lies being told into a void. And the moment anyone looked at it, they're like, oh, hey, that's a crowd shot from uh, this video or this show. And uh, these are these people are in a different venue or a tiny like baby. Courtney Yeah, there's yeah. Courtney Cox. He like one's to dance with him. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute.
2: I've seen that giant pig floating somewhere before <laughs> oh, that wall. What? Where, where do I know that from?
0: God, this guy puts on a good show. It this guy with 200 Twitter followers. So he also uh, got to work making up a fake record label. He uh, was represented by Superlative Music Recordings. And uh, their their history goes back to 1964. He made up fake websites for them and his fake publicists, uh, magnified media PR. He had a booking agency that he invented named Stage Right. Uh, he was managed by Aligned Artist Management. All of this made up all of this head website. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all, right, I'm, all right, I'm back on board.
0: Yeah, it's like a board.
1: Fish the music industry. I, no. I applaud this man. Now he, now he whips ass for real, yeah. uh, especially the balls of calling it superlative. <laughs> records. Yeah, I was going to say the least metal name <laughs> yes. has threw all suspicion off. It's the fakest name of, of real yes. records. We're real. <laughs> we're a real record company and good, Fancy. real good records. <laughs>
0: Fancy boy snack cracker recordings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this one, I think you'll get. Uh, step seven awards? How get them? <laughs> oh, just uh, make your own. Make your own. It's, you it's like
2: making your own congressional medal of honor. Yeah, I've got okay. paper mache.
0: Yeah, I got six or seven of them laying around this joint. A macaroni yep. and glitter. He just made them up. He gave himself the 2017 Artist of the Year from a publication yeah. with no uh, paper trail. Uh, <laughs> he also got the bravest boy award. Do you, do you award. have
1: the name of that publication?
0: I don't think I wrote it down. It's not do in you? my notes. He told Rolling Stone that he had to use a wheelchair around this time because he hurt his knee practicing his metal choreography. That's a real story he told journalists after he got caught in all these lies. He's like, okay, you know how I'm a total liar? Let me tell you about my wheelchair. It's from rocking so hard.
1: (laughs) No, it's from my metal choreography, which is immediately, you're what, sir? You are a liar. You fucked up. You have just fucked up. I think this is what happened to FDR. I think FDR used to say the same thing. Uh, I was practicing my metal choreography. You don't, you don't just get the Roth split kick, you know? You got you to gotta work on that.
0: Earn it. It doesn't always work. <laughs> to be clear, those are my words. Uh, he said he was like just jumping around and rocking so hard.
1: Um, so. And my so body couldn't handle it.
0: Undue embarrassment. Uh, so here we go. Step eight. Forming the band. You got to have a band. Uh, how do you do it? Uh, yourself in various costumes that you
1: change into <laughs> quickly. Okay. I was
2: thinking exactly the same thing, but probably darker and more frightening images that will pop into my head as I try to drift off to sleep tonight.
0: I was looking like mustache and wig. Digging up his dead brother. It's what he wanted. It's the first song they wrote. Dig me up when I'm dead. Uh, Okay, now this part he actually had to do. He had to go actually form a real band. He found people on YouTube. That's the last
1: thing I would have guessed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he found people on YouTube and paid them. He pretended (laughs) to be a publicist named Lisa, complete with clip art. (laughs) And he offered them a spot on a European tour. Uh, They're going to get all their expenses paid and $300. Uh, And exposure, (laughs) of course. And the honor of pushing Jared's wheelchair because of that time he bumped his knee. Uh, so now you have a European tour planned and three people who believe you and, uh, you're rehearsing, you're getting ready for the big shows. Uh, what now? And keep in mind, uh, the blood coughing is back around this time. Uh, he claims he spent yeah. four days in the hospital because of something real doctors called quote, an abnormal heart condition that Thank could to you. <laughs> your <laughs> your <own> <laughs> de- <laughs> I have another quote from him. Yeah. Uh, he said the abnormal heart condition could cause him to internally bleed to death. Uh, so I don't believe him, but it would be pretty funny of him to prove I'm wrong by coughing out half a heart and dying. I wrote fake that in my notes, but yes, fake your own death. Uh, yes. is, is a great idea. Um, that but make a Metal death, like implode or something. Yeah. Oh, Just yeah, put, 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 make your own
2: obituary and saying, you know, he imploded you know, and he has survived by, Metal artist everywhere. I don't know. Survived by Ronnie James Dio. I don't know. Eaten by <laughs> six
0: feral pigs. Yeah. Right now we need to uh, book the European tour. Uh, that seems hard. How do we do that?
1: Wait, aren't we dead?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I thought he, are we were
0: pretending to be dead. Did he not fake his I death. I thought that was he did not fake his death. Uh, huh. This was just a story to just every now and then in the story he'll add details to the timeline of how he was like incapacitated from too hard rocking or his like. Uh, mortality also this is like the thing that's driving him this blood coughing thing that he made up Um, it's like reminds him of his mortality and lets him know he has to become a superstar quick before like he's dead I pretended so hard I believed myself (laughs) (laughs) but uh, now I need your ideas on how to uh, book a European tour Yeah, well, the Europeans don't know he's not
2: famous in other words, he, he's built this up. So, you know, and, and you know, these are people that, that went with Hasselhoff. Um, so I'm. Europe. Yeah, it can't be that hard to sell them something. Um, so I, I, I'm basically going to say all you have to do is say, you know, like huge American metal band. You don't need anything other than that.
1: That's Europe? Exactly it's, right. It's super expensive. Uh, yep. So my idea is to just blindfold all the members of the band
0: and take them to <laughs> Quebec. <laughs> good, good idea. That's a very good idea. Um, I think that's the best idea, but Rodney's was exactly right. God, um, I hate myself. I really hate myself. <laughs> he uh, used his fake booking company to contact the venues. Uh, he bought a bunch of fake followers for his Facebook and his YouTube. So it would look like to the media illiterate, like those Europeans, that he was very popular. Uh, he told them his single was number one in multiple countries um, yeah. and his label also re- represented all these big bands. Motorhead was one of the ones I recognized, but the rest were like just a word slurry of made up bands. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that Japanese baseball game that has all those American names like that's, awesome, those. Those are Doug the I... names. Yeah. Like Doug Nut and Moist Jorkson. Those were his bands at this point. It would have been easier
2: to learn to play a bunch of instruments yes. and yes. to go the regular route. <laughs> How far like are you? Well, this is work.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to not play guitar. Like I get it. It's hard. I tried to play guitar when I was 14. I gave up after two weeks, but but this is a bit much. Just do it. Yeah. It's like you're it's like instead of taking acting lessons, your plan to
2: become an actor is to like become fishing buddies with Steven Spielberg and then <laughs> save his life. It's just so much work.
1: If I, I like kill every other
0: actor, I'll be yeah. the biggest actor in the world. Okay, so so now we need press. How um, get it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for the phrase. How uh,
2: get how get press? I'll I'll get press. How I'll, I'll get press? How get press? Me go s- station get press. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the way he p- he phrased it in his mind. Me need yeah, press. Get I'll get it.
1: Now, this to get is all European,
0: right? Um, well, I guess or this just is in general just to like help in case any of those bookers get curious and are like, ooh, is this a real band? All right, I'm guessing the answer wasn't tasteful nudes. It was so I was going nudes. the same
1: place. I was going tasteless nudes. I was thinking hire a celebrity <laughs> impersonator and release a sex tape, like maybe get like a Vince Neil impersonator and release a sex tape with him. Or pretend to be your own press agent. So you would
2: call them up and you would say, oh, yes, you know, I will be putting Mr. Threaten on the phone
1: right now or Threatenowski you're, you're in such danger of sharing yet another neural pathway with this guy. <laughs> I am. I, I might be him. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you're slowly I, turning into a Yeah, you know, the
2: Scooby-Doo gang is going to unmask me at the end of this. And you guys are my evil henchmen. There we go.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I can't verify that he did that, but uh, there's no way he didn't. There's no way he didn't do that. Uh, but he just made it up. He, he faked an entire news website called Top Rock Press, and it was just a stunning amount of work. Even assuming he yeah. used the most basic WordPress template and copy and pasted <laughs> all the articles, which is exactly what he did. It's still hours yes. and hours of work. Every day, he had eight burner phones, and God knows how many fake accounts all posting as his fans. So you just, I mean, obviously he sucks, but you, you know he must suck, because faking five different companies is all your hobbies. From the second Jared wakes up to the second he coughs blood to sleep, he is lying to the internet. It's his only hobby. But,
1: it's, but the press is the, is the goal. You can't make up the fake press because your goal is to get actual press, yes. though. You want, like, the effect. Somebody needs to explain to him how lies work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't just—the point of the lie isn't to just say the lie and then basket right. how good it feels. Well, it's, the press would probably be the easiest to get to pick up on you because they have
2: space they need to fill. Right. And if you've ever looked at interviews with musicians, you realize they will fill it with anything. Right. Why so are you like, trying this hard? Yeah. I think at one point they were like, you know, you know oh, look, so-and-so magazine, even though they know, don't know it exists or not, had written about him. Maybe we should have an article about him. We've got, you know,
1: 10 column inches to fill. So let's do that. And yeah, uh-huh. you, call, you call up a music magazine and say, I've got you can do 300 words on this easy. And they'll be like, oh, my God. We need that so bad. <laughs> uh,
0: he also went crazy on his own Wikipedia. Uh, he he claimed he was one of the most influential figures in rock. Shit like that. Uh, a ton of changes were made by the the publicist Lisa that he used to book all the shows. So people suspected this was uh, fraudulent even before anyone knew who he was. People were like, don't, "This Wikipedia is very suspicious."
1: Don't. Uh... Um, Don't break my heart here. Is there at any point in this story where he gets on the phone and has to do a woman's voice to pretend to be Lisa? Oh my God.
0: I would love that, but I can't verify. I can't verify that happened.
1: Uh, That'd be but,
2: great, though. People asked him, and people said, is your Wikipedia uh, page fake? And he said, hang on one moment. And next he's like, hello, this is Mr. Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, and I can vouch for the veracity of this young man's Wikipedia page. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, it works for me.
0: Oh, you can tell from the Rolling Stone interview that he thinks he invented this shit. Like, they, they interviewed him long after this was all like revealed as fake. And he thinks he's just like, this mastermind, he, this is the dumbest idea, the dumbest idiot with any media project ever thought of. And he's like, ha ha, what is truth? Ha ha.
1: Um, so, Do you think uh, if, you, uh, if you introduced him to Frank Dukes, would they be best friends
0: or mortal enemies? Cause it's one oh, of the two. Jesus. Good question. It's a very good question. There's only one way to find out.
1: <laughs> we gotta get them together. I we'll always wanna issue. know if
0: ninjutsu could beat heavy metal in a battle. I went to Mr. Threaten's dojo, and I
2: learned quite a lot there. <laughs> you can see this on my Wikipedia page.
1: Now, I've always wanted to do a Bloodsport rock-up. Oh, no, I can't even make fun of that. That's the best idea I've ever
0: had. Yeah, it's fun fucking watch the shit out of that. Great idea. Uh, so, so far, all this is easy. He's lying to nobody to get nothing, but capitalism is hardened against this exact type of childlike deceit. So, assuming he can book these shows, how is he going to sell tickets? So, gonna step him 11... Himself. Sell tickets. How do that? Yeah, I've
2: actually seen this happen. He's he's going to uh, buy them from the venue, and he's either going to give them away uh, or you know it's it's going to be like a pay to play sort of thing. He'll yeah. you know he'll say okay I will take so many of these and I and he will probably go around in order to pack the venue. If you just give them out to the sort of people, find like the worst movie in town and say hey, after you're done watching this, come <laughs> see my band because
1: clearly. <laughs> There's nothing in your head that says, this is good. This is bad. Right.
0: That's smart. Uh, you just watched
1: uh, Chairman of the Board. Surely you want yeah, to come to my show. Your
0: free time means nothing to you.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy this.
0: <laughs> uh, he, I don't think he even went as far as buying them. He just lied to them. He he took <laughs> his agent character and he told the venues that he already pre-sold a bunch of tickets. And This, <laughs> <laughs> this part of the story doesn't make a ton of sense to me because... Uh, I don't see anyone falling for this, but even if they believed it, it kind of feels like it's not standard protocol to just have, like, the bands tell the bar, oh, hey, yeah, we sold a bunch of tickets already. Because that's not how, like, uh, okay, you, know, where's you, the money? you know, we get a cut. Yeah, like, right. Like, unless they get 100% of the door, like, this is not how we do things. So um, it's
1: worse than the idiot's plan of just buying them all to pretend yes, to be popular. It's yes. significantly worse than the dumbest plan. Or you.
2: You could just say the money is out there in my private jet with my friend Mr. Wikipedia. They've fallen <laughs> for everything so far. You don't have to
1: take it that much further to keep fooling people. I've got <laughs> it. you pretend to be the money. You dress up in a big yeah, money sign. Right. I'll oh, write a dollar right. sign on you. Or like, oh, you don't want to touch that
2: dirty money. There's a pandemic. Don't know.
0: No. Yep. <laughs> like, hey, Please excuse money. me. I am the money. And then you sneak <laughs> away later. <laughs> Wait for him to put
1: you in the vault In the back of the bar (laughs) Then Uh you rob a blind
0: It's it's an Ocean's Three But This is a crazy plan But I guess it happened because uh, There's a very funny comment on his social media From the Underworld Camden which is a London venue Where he played and they're like Hey dickhead what happened to the 300 tickets You said you sold (laughs) There were three people All caps that turned up to the show And then they added please Please don't contact us again. <laughs> so. Was it really three people? That's what they claim. They said three oh people in God. all caps. I so know at least one, one was his girlfriend. I thought would have been there. Yeah, I, I'm
2: amazed he got three people
1: i mean hobos just want a dry place to be you there's a there's a a recruitment tool in existence for maybe there's a sort of
2: community service thing like the judge had said okay look uh you know you gotta you
0: gotta go teach kids to drive or something or you go to this concert go to this concert uh so there were others like it uh he might have been the uh the first one to actually do this but everyone instantly knew exactly what happened like the second he three people showed up to concert, they're like, oh, I know. I know what this scheme was. Um, did we fall? For, uh, nobody has tried this in so yeah, long that yeah, for, I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh, no, I saw one again. Right. Because most people wouldn't do it because how would he get anything out of it? He lost money because he did pay the booking fees and uh, <laughs> all the rest of the, the places he was scheduled at canceled because they the other bars are like, yeah, hey, everybody, this guy is a fucking liar. So He wasn't good at making a paper trail, but he was also bad at hiding a paper trail. So at this point of the story, everyone has figured him out. And in addition to that, this kind of thing is uh, fascinating to people. So they're just digging into every aspect of his social media and finding out that, oh, my God, this guy is every single one of his own fans.
1: Oh, yeah. You just became somebody's favorite hobby.
0: (laughs) So here's uh, step 12. Your band is starting to piece things together. (laughs) What do you do? I'm I'm tempted to say look over there and
2: then run. Yeah, fake Ooh, my own death good. again. Yeah, they fell for this much. That old one will work.
1: Fake my own death for the second time.
0: Yeah, keep <laughs> uh, they did. Uh, he did threats and manipulation. Uh, the band was kind of suspicious because the venues were small and uh, they became more suspicious when they were empty. And they were also being very weirdly policed like they were being Truman showed. Uh, one of them gave an interview with where he talked about uh, how Jared and his wife were demanding to know where they were at all times, as if wandering down the wrong street in London would reveal like a Missouri metal band was a lie. Uh, Jared's wife threatened to get their visas revoked if they ever wandered off on their own. So, you know, standard real band stuff. And uh, they yeah. were very sad and embarrassed. They figured it out very quickly and they're very sad and embarrassed. So two of them quit and went home. And I guess one of them was so broke, he just kind of had hang out with them because he couldn't afford the plane ticket home. So I guess he's just, Hoping to play a metal duo to empty rooms? (laughs) How
2: sad is your life where that's an option? Uh, (laughs) I'm
0: I'm here
1: on a loser visa. (laughs) This is the loser that sponsored me and I'm stuck with him. Please don't strike me, sir. Please.
2: Everybody has on the plane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now we're at step 13. Everybody knows. What do you do? I wish I had saved faking my own death.
2: Yeah, I'm going to, you own that shit. You say, oh, yeah, that's what I meant to do. I've taught you all a valuable lesson about how fake the industry is. And then you just wait for the accolades to come rolling in. That's what wow. actually happened, isn't it?
0: It's precisely what happened, but not at this step. Not,
2: <laughs> I hate myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at this point, yeah. he, said huh. it was an, he said it was an honest mistake by the booking agent or the publicist or whoever. Those silly dummies, they really blew it. And now that's we're not at step quote, fourteen. Is it? No, no, no I, I, that's my okay. my words. Uh, so now we're at step fourteen. That didn't work. How do you spin this? And that's exactly when he says, "Ha ha! This was all part of my this plan. This was all
1: a ruse. Uh-huh. You've fallen into my master trap, which has cost me uh, tw- fifteen years of my life and thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars." Hey, you no know, attention to the man behind the Saint Louis Arch. It
2: was
0: all a trick. We got home and he tweeted out, "What is fake news?" I turned an empty room into an international headline. If you are reading this, you're part of the illusion. And then that's is that a direct quote? Direct quote. And that was. And then oh it, was, it was. It was. It's worse than that. It, it had a picture of him looking into a pane of broken glass, reflecting back, oh. next to an image of all that text I read to you <laughs> in graphic form, attributed to him in his own tweet. Or something
1: a 1970s magician would say in the same photography
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, is, this is a plot that doesn't work on spider-man <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, told, he told anyone who would listen that he was a media master supermind and that this was his endgame, played like puppets by his sinister strings he said uh he was sending out tips to website to get like Caught and uh this was easy to check, so they checked those websites. They're so like, what? No, he didn't, what? And <laughs> so anyway, he says this viral humiliation that, that cost him, like Brockway said, probably 30 grand, and years and years of his life was on purpose. He did all this work to be a less likable I like turtles kid or a more likable grape stomp lady. Like, okay, if I only had 10 seconds to describe him, I'd say Try to imagine if the grape stomp lady stood up after the paramedics arrived and said, ha, I meant to honk for 30 minutes, you fools. You idiots. (laughs) 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 Oh, you didn't see that coming? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. it's all part of my plan. Still Uh,
1: drooling blood covered in grape juice.
0: (laughs) You fools. (laughs) (laughs) So he thinks he's like a villain of rock. He thinks this is like an Alice Cooper style character. Uh, He talked a lot of shit about the band members that he hired, those poor people he tricked into going to Europe. He's like, they weren't that good anyway. They were pawns, playthings. He knew that I would be playing to empty rooms and I didn't care if they were good. So um, now, uh, next step. That didn't work either. What do you do? Uh, Take it all from the top. Let's try it again. (laughs) I was going
2: to say write a book, but this guy's never read a book. I just get that feeling. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, he's got to tell his story to somebody. So maybe he is doing that. Maybe
0: he is working on the rock opera of his life. Wow. Okay, Brockway, you're precisely right right now, and Rodney, you're right in the next step. <laughs>
2: oh my god! This, I, I just man, I'm to, years of therapy. I'm going to need years of therapy just from this this
1: one chat. I love this game of think of the stupidest thing you can think of yes. and then be yep. rewarded. <laughs>
0: be it's rewarded. The, it's the easiest game anyone's ever played. Uh, so he started a new band and booked a new European tour. He really fucking did. <laughs> Fuck. he, he really he put, did put out an ad. Thing. He put out an ad. That did not say, uh, "Hey, I'm the world famous mind master." He said, "Who wants to go to London? Uh, not <laughs> again. Who wants to be part of the ultimate mind fuck that will change the concept of truth and media? Nope. Free trip for desperate or bored guitarist available." Uh, <laughs> so this had this an insane list of criteria that it's like meant to be funny. Uh, it's the whole thing is dedicated to zany, LOL, so random things like real indoor teenager shit. I have it here. It's going to piss you off, and I'm going to read it. So uh, here we go. You cannot live with your mother, have more than one lazy eye, be someone who reads self-help books and think it's helping, be someone who says spoiler alert while talking about something I don't care about, be a vegan, be someone who thinks high-fiving is ever okay, have a forehead larger than the rest of your face, be someone who doesn't have the webcam on their computer covered in tape, (laughs) that one's... Funny because it's true. Be from Montana again. Hilarious. Be someone who types the letter U to replace a three-letter word. Have ever said LOL out loud? I guess I'm disqualified because I just did that. Uh, be someone that describes themselves as a people person. And finally, be whiter than me. If you're going to start a religion, this might be a good starting point. <laughs>
1: Anti. You would be sued for anti forehead discrimination. Yeah,
0: that's true. The forehead lobbies, the forehead, more the than you forehead think. people would come right for you.
1: What it, if the self
2: help books you're reading are "How Not to Live with Your Mother" and "How Not to Have a Lazy Eye"? Oh Does shit! Is he willing look the other way on
0: that? Yeah, they contradict each other when you really apply some logic yeah, to I
1: mean, it. it. He sounds. He writes exactly like like go or one of the, one of your yes. self-help people. Like it's the, it's Cal, it's like a calendar kind of cutesy. It's like 1000 things you didn't know about your mother or something about being a mother in cutesy. It's, it's like,
0: just, it feels like all the people who would write like this have died generations ago. And here he is like <laughs> doing it. Uh, after that, it said you must have proficient guitar skills be comfortable being on camera slash in front of a film crew, have a valid passport, be available for rehearsals in Los Angeles, and be able to understand that some of these requirements may or may not be a joke. (laughs) Uh, So he's a real arbiter of comedic sensibilities, I would say. I like the idea of Jimmy Page
2: looking at this ad and going, that's me, I can do this.
0: This This I'm really vibing with this guy. It says (laughs) heavy metal lover. (laughs) This is Uh, like
1: the least looked at match.com profile.
0: Yes. It's a, it's a terrible dating profile. It's not quite funny enough to show people. It's not like you got to see this guy's profile. It's just like, oh, this is the most ordinary person. I, I fucking hate this person. It's got real like hot topic shopper pet peeves on it. It's like, but it has that attitude like people are such stupid sheep, you conformists. He's like 34 when he fucking wrote this. He should be cringing at this in his 20 year old diary, not posting it as the follow up to his carefully planned publicity campaign. It's like, everyone's looking at me, finally. Um, you ever meet someone who needs me time? What's the deal with these people? Like, what the what the fuck was all of this for? So anyway, it supports my theory that a person with no hobbies sucks. Uh, he spent so much time <laughs> faking an entire band's career that he never learned how to tell a joke or make good music, more importantly. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's okay at music. Uh, to be fair, uh, people said he's, like, uh, fine. Uh, It'd be funnier if he was completely inept, but his song, there's not very many of them, but they could sort of pass for bland, badly produced uh, 80s metal. Talented is too strong a word for him, but he could maybe teach guitar to kids. You know, if he wasn't world famous for being a terrible liar. Word would get around that town, I'm sure. Step 16. Uh, your band is suing you for tricking them into a fake European music tour and trapping them in a hotel. What do you do? Countersue. You've, you've got you've got to go big on this one. You've got to counter sue them
2: for owning self-help books, having lazy eyes, living with their mothers, and everything on that list you countersue for.
1: Uh, my answer is uh, agree that, that what you did to them was fucked up and offer uh, some sort of compensation uh, via arbitration. Get them to meet up and then trap them in a hotel again.
0: i was waiting for the turn i was like there's no way this is a real answer uh well what he did was uh nothing and hoped it went away it did not and he lost the suit by default so he had to pay thousands of dollars to pay them back for their flights home
1: in hot topic coupons i am reeling that suit was not the correct answer that is like the that is the narcissistic liar's playbook i mean you have you have to bring a frivolous lawsuit against your detractors what are you even doing if not i
0: feel like he just doesn't have the time or money anymore like he's he's dealing with so much other stuff that the idea of this lawsuit is like oh come on i got i'm thanking all these publicists um okay we're now at the final stage everyone's starting to look away now what you've got to bring that attention back to you
2: Um, so I would say this, this, this involves Hollywood dating. I think like Amber Heard or something, you find somebody who has been in the news and you begin dating them and you get photographed with them.
1: Maybe that sounds kind of like the hire a celebrity impersonator and make a sex tape. Maybe it's just kind of a combination like of everything you've learned along your journey. Like you get the monster truck, you get the celebrity impersonator, you start fucking in it, you drive it through a hotel in Europe, just drive through some European hotel, and uh, explode it and fake your own death?
0: God, these are both great plans. Uh, He basically just told everyone about all these awesome things he was going to do. And, for example, uh, he said he's been uh, secretly working on a bunch of fake bands. So the same thing he did, he says, ha ha, I have 10 more of those. Congratulations, world, I lied about existing again. I guess this is threat. Uh, So I (laughs) you mentioned Scooby-Doo villains. He's kind of like that. But instead of uh, owning a haunted amusement park, he's just been alone in his basement for 10 years. And he pops out and says, I got away with the kids and I wasn't a band. Now who's the fool? So uh, he did promise an album with uh, two new guys. Uh, It was supposed to come out three years ago. It has not. He said he was working with the Gotham Group, a well-known production company, to make uh, a documentary about himself. And in addition, a feature film, not a rock opera, only a feature film. Uh, I would actually watch the a documentary he produced about himself, uh, like a, a well produced documentary of a liar made by a liar would be hilarious. Not like as funny as listing which cliches you hate, uh, but but like that pretty funny. Eternal Mondays.
2: I would do it as split screen. So on one side, you see what he's saying, you know, like, Oh, we're playing in front. And then on the other side, the reality, I would totally watch that.
0: So he did actually go back on tour. Uh, He did a small show. I can't remember where somewhere in uh, uh, the UK and someone tweeted it out and gave all the details. Uh, Basically everyone there. uh, It's a very, very small crowd. They were either a very online gawker or a journalist. Uh, He put a couple of mannequins on the stage because, like, what even is real, man? Yeah, not, not at all, because everybody
1: refused to play with him. <laughs> right. Even the mannequins like, walked off. They were like, nah. <laughs> doing the voices for him. This one's Lisa. Yeah, he probably thought they were real. He's <laughs> like,
2: we've <they've> been <laughs> seeing each other for a while.
0: You may recognize this one as my girlfriend. Notice the sweet dickhole? We can cut that. Uh, he, does, he does, like, little bits with them where where he'll have them sing like he'll he'll put the microphone up to the mannequin's mouth. It's so fucking stupid, <laughs> and it was all for this. Like this was the end game of the media mastermind who a show no one went to featuring a mostly mannequin band and that outrageous list of pet peeves. Your move, world.
1: <laughs> see, mostly mannequin band would have been enough. Like if you had just committed to, to- <laughs> and they just called it that too. Mostly mannequin band. If
2: if you see this as performance yeah. art. You know, if he had tackled his performance art from the beginning, this is fantastic. I would go see this guy. I'd probably have a back piece, you know,
1: just celebrating. Know, you it. would have such an active fan base if you were just, if literally it could be almost, it could be entirely just set only mannequins out there and do all the voices from off stage. You don't even have to be part of it. That would be so much more rewarding in ever, like artistically, financially, spiritually, than anything you have ever done in your life is if you uh, if if you just checked out if you weren't involved with it at all or if his entire fan base was just mannequins <laughs> like a mannequin outside his home reading Catcher in the
0: Rye just waiting to meet him. they're all <laughs> slowly falling apart from the head banging as the show goes on
1: fill the venue with mannequins one real person shows up they're like what the fuck is this what did I get what kind of green room shit is this <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so that's all that's the whole uh, story of threaten. That's uh, You guys did uh, amazing. I, let me tally up the points. Uh, you are 17% smarter on the fly than this grifter was after an entire lifetime of training. So congratulations. You, you're natural Thank you. uh, heavy metal grifters, if you ever choose to do that.
1: Oh, hell yeah, I'm doing this mannequin thing. I was playing for charity, so I need
2: to know where to send the check. Einstein,
0: 1.900 Frankfurt.
1: For generations, the Hot Dog Mountains have had more sightings of mysterious creatures than anywhere else in the United States. Now, hardcore hunter and husky ninja Sean Baby, along with his partner, the chemically augmented Trappist Brockway, are after the most dangerous, most mysterious creatures in the world the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, known by locals as Medium Foot. Adrian H., Aiden Mouad, Unandy, Armando Knob, Badger, sometimes called Old Skunkfoot, Benjamin Cyranny, Bim Towser, Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Breanne Whitney, Alpha Queen of the Demon Coyotes, Burrito, Cyril, Chance McDermott, Chase, the Mothfoot, whose daddy was Bigfoot and whose mama was the Mothman. Chris Brower, Clementine Danger. Craig Lemoyne, actually five chupacabras snapped together like Voltron. Dan B, Devin, the Rogue Supreme. David Shull, the goose boy of Smackem Holler. Dean Costello, Dr. Otter. Grayson, original flavor Bigfoot. Dusty's Rad Title, The New Bigfoot Who Killed Original Flavor Bigfoot. Eric Spalding, Every Zig, The Ghost of Bigfoot. Fancy Shark, Gareth, Bigfoot Ghostbuster. Jelloho, Greg Cunningham, The Bigfoot Who Kills Bigfoot Ghostbusters. Hambone, Haraka. Harvey Panguini, The Music City Wolfman. Hopfart, Honk. Jaber Al-Aden. Jeff Oraski, Bigfoot's evil doppelganger from the Darkfoot dimension. Jim Salter. John Dean. John Hector McFarlane. John McCannon. John Minkoff. Joseph Searles, whom locals call Chucklefoot for his amiable nature and smiling feet. Josh Fabian. Josh Quicksall, Josh S. Joshua Graves. Ken Paisley, the Rhode Island Boatfoot. K and M, Lisa, the Bigfoot who got a trucking license and makes fifteen hundred dollars a week. Go on ahead and ask Truckfoot how. M. Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable, sometimes called Glumfoot, sworn enemy of Chucklefoot. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Partyfoot, Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Styles, Moju. Andy, the Pittsburgh Wampus, the only cryptid known to steal catalytic converters. Neil Bailey, Neil Schaefer, Neku 104, Nick Ralston, Ozzie Olin, the Bigfoot who learned sign language and won't shut up. Patrick Herbst. Rachel, Rev, Rhiannon, Sarkowski, the reckless bastard who brought language to the feet. Sean Chase. Spotting reception, Supernov, Ted H, Reverse Possessed Double Bigfoot. That's right, he puts the spirits a two big feet in you. Thomas Kavatsos, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, the Waylon Wahoo of Walla Walla. That was a, that was a cute one. That was just for me. Janosianitis, Yosarian, and the biggest game of all. The last thing countless Bigfoot has ever seen in this bad old world. They'd call him the Widowmaker if any Bigfoot hunter ever had a wife. He's the vile one. That old enemy, Alpha Scientist Javo, whom locals call, when they dare to speak of him at all, Jerkfoot.